Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. And I have a question for you. In the past year, did you get a raise at work? Or maybe switch to a job with better pay? If it's a yes, then congratulations. You're among the many workers in the United States who've watched their paychecks get bigger in the last 12 months. But sorry to say, these days, getting paid more does not necessarily make you richer. Here's Recode's Ronnie Mola. So inflation is at a 40-year high. Wages have grown a lot in the past year, but they have not kept pace with inflation. In January, the Consumer Price Index, which is a basket of a whole bunch of goods across the economy, was up 7.5% on average, and your salary probably didn't keep up with inflation. So in other words, you might be making more money, but your money has less purchasing power. So this is bad for workers, obviously. It's also bad for their bosses, too. It sounds bad. Is everything more expensive? Well, it sort of depends. That basket I was referring to includes everything from like, you know, dish detergent to energy to fuel your home to new cars to fruits and vegetables, you name it. So it sort of depends on what you buy. But overall, yeah, inflation is up quite a bit on average and more so if you spend a lot of money on things like fuel or food. Okay, so fuel and food, those sound like pretty essential items. But what if I did want to buy a car, a new car, for example? Yeah. So those prices are going up a lot faster than wages are. For example, let's say in 2020, you made 20 bucks an hour. And for the purposes of this thought experiment, you worked 40 hours a week, you worked every week of the year, you didn't pay any taxes or take anything out of your check, and you didn't buy anything else. You would have made just enough to buy a new car, which was on average something like $41,000 in 2020. Got it. And what if I wanted to buy a new car at the end of 2021? So a year after that and just a couple months ago. Yeah. So you were likely to have gotten a raise in 2021, say, um, maybe about, say, 5%, 4.5%. Now you're making 21 bucks an hour. If you do the same thing, you know, work pretty much every day, you know, don't spend anything on anything else. Don't take out taxes or anything like that. At the end of the year in 2021, you wouldn't have been able to purchase a car, even though you'd had a 5% raise. That's because a new car then cost $47,000 on average. Well, that's a bummer. How big of a raise would I have needed in order to afford that car at the end of 2021? So your wage would have had to go up as much as the price of cars went up. And that was about 12, 13% last year. But for most people, their wages didn't go up that much. So like you said, this is obviously bad news for workers. No one wants their paycheck to have less purchasing power. But what does it mean for bosses, especially in this moment, as we've talked about on the show before, workers have more power than they've had in the past. So how is this bad for bosses? 
Yeah. So we're amid the great resignation or great reshuffling, whatever you want to call it. And that means that workers are pretty quick to change jobs to go somewhere that pays more money. And it's been really tough for employers to hold on to employees or attract new talent. So employers are going to have to raise wages in order to be competitive. They may need to raise it as much as inflation, more than inflation. That said, there's this pay scale survey of employers. 85% of them are worried that the raises that they're offering are not going to be enough to keep up with inflation. But they could also offer a whole host of other benefits that might be cheaper than raising wages that much. Could you give me uh, some examples? Is there a, a route that companies are more willing to take or any tricks up their sleeves? Yeah, there's the free stuff, you know, there's letting people work remotely. That's a pretty easy way, if you can, to give your employees some value. You could also maybe do a four-day work week. There's also all sorts of other stuff like mental health programs, childcare subsidies, you name it. You could be sort of creative with it. And that stuff obviously costs a bit more, but probably won't cost as much as giving people a 7.5% raise every year. And at the end of the day, Working remotely or having a four-day work week doesn't necessarily help workers buy the fuel and food they need to live. Exactly. So what about the companies that can't afford to give everybody a 7.5% raise? I mean, they're the ones that are going to have to lean more heavily on that other stuff, you know, the perks. But you're also going to see a lot of companies, you know, try to automate. That always happens in periods of tight labor markets like this one. You know, robots don't call in sick and they don't ask for raises. So while it's like this big upfront cost, it might work out better for employers in the long run. So if you have a job that's automatable, it might become automated. Well, this does kind of continue to look bad for workers. If you're not getting a raise, then a robot's going to take <laughs> your job. But Ronnie, looking at 2022 and the years ahead, did the experts you spoke to give any indication of what we might be able to expect? Is it going to keep being bad? Well, you know, if I knew this, I'd probably be making a lot more money than I make. But um, we don't know how long these elevated levels of inflation are going to continue. Economists don't expect it to last forever. They do expect it to sort of subside this year. But, you know, we're in this sort of unique historical period where we're expecting inflation to go down. Right. But these underlying things that are pushing up the great resignation that are giving workers a little more leverage aren't expected to go away. A whole generation is retiring and there's a worker shortfall. So ideally, if inflation goes down, workers will still have that bargaining power. And then we're going to get growth in wages. That'll actually mean we could buy more stuff. OK, that does sound a little bit positive. So our future raises might feel a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Melissa Pones from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.